it honestly feels great to be back into the league, um, you know, after the whole controversy over last season and the league might be sh- be shutting down. It's, it's actually nice to have it back up and running with everyone 100% committed this time. I think I have a really good chance of uh, promoting this year. I think I made some uh, good additions this offseason to my team. I think I've been... You know, sharpening up my skills just a little bit. So uh, I definitely think I can crack the uh, top four, I think it is, or three into promotion this year. I think I was a little too excited. And my defense was a little too aggressive where Man City was actually able to get some really nice through balls in. um, And jump out to that 2-0 lead right away, which kind of hurt me. But, um, you know, after balancing out my defense and getting some nice counters, I was able to bounce back. Hey guys, welcome back to the San Pedro FIFA League podcast. I'm George Tello, and that was Jalant Ruzan of Benfica talking about, you know, I had asked him a few questions after his first match with Manchester City, so he obviously has played some other games uh, after that. But I'm very glad that Jalant did this. It was our first voice message that the league was able to, or that the podcast was able to take in here. And I'm very thankful for him. He also touched upon promotion. He does think he'll get promoted. I thought that was really insightful of him. And then finally, he spoke a little bit about our little mini purge that we had. And the league was in limbo a little bit. Um, and it's good that he was excited about coming back and playing some uh, FIFA League. Uh, that's always a great sign. In this podcast, I'm going to round up the scores from both D2 and D1. Talk a little bit about the results. Obviously, it's very early in the season, so I'm not going to dive too deep. It's not like we play in divisions or there's a playoff to worry about um, unless you're trying to get promoted or facing relegation. I will talk about those two things in the in the uh, coming podcast here. I will do a roundup of scores and power rankings, but I'm going to let the season kind of play out a little bit more before we get into more of stuff like that. And obviously I'll be doing player of the month you know, player of the season, manager of the month, and I'll try and get the manager of the month on here. And that'll be something that we always, I I will continuously try and do as the season goes. Guys, enjoy this podcast. Let's get right into it with the D2 scores and then the D1 scores. Obviously, I will continuously do these roundups as the season goes on. All right. So, as I will in the future read these scores, I'm kind of just going down the results page and I'm just going over them as I go. It's not necessarily I'm doing them in particular order. I am going to try and do D2 first, the D1 last, so that it's just a little bit more structured. Uh, but last night at night, I think it was about 9 o'clock, we had PSG record a 3-2 victory over Benfica. And even though I didn't get a chance to do a preview for D2 just yet, and maybe that won't come because it's really tight down there. These two guys are my favorites to go up. Um, I'd say along with Celtic, they, they have tools. Um, they have solid teams, but Josh and PSG getting that victory. It's a big deal uh, because Benfica is probably a borderline team to getting in their way. Now I do think PSG do have a more complete team and he obviously used that to his advantage. But I will say this, Jalant recorded seven tackles, PSG just had one, so the battle in the midfield wasn't that close. 
Jalant ended up having 22 shots. I believe nine were on goal. So Josh was more efficient. Uh, and the possession was about the same. It was 52 to Benfica, 48 to PSG. So it was a very tight game. I expect these two the next time they play for it to be a similar result, whether they tie or someone just nicks by. It's it's going to be an offensive game. Neither one of these guys have good defenses, but they can score, and that's important in D2. And because I, I had mentioned it before in the league preview, you can have something that defines your team and it doesn't hurt you. But the things you lack, if you're not, if you don't try and kind of familiarize with that as your weakness and you don't try and cover that weakness, and you're going to be constantly exposed. D1, D2, it doesn't really matter. Those D1 guys are just better at exposing it. But Josh is a big win. Three, Anytime you can get three points, obviously, it's a big deal, especially, though, when you're going up against someone who could be battling that promotion. As you heard, Jalant definitely feels that he could get into the three, four spots. And Josh might go higher than that. Josh might finish first or second. But with such a small... Uh, amount of teams in that second division, any victory at this point, even early on in the season, is going to get you uh, started in the right way. A team I talked a lot about, Lyon, just barely losing to Benfica 1-0. Uh, you know, Jalant's already played three games. That's why it's easy to keep consistently co uh, covering him here. Uh, Lyon did improve a lot this offseason. Give him time, even if he doesn't go up. I like the direction of the team. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be able to keep Harry Maguire, but this is this is okay with me. A one 0 loss to a team that is a more of a favorite to go up kind of shows where you're at. Maybe the offense needs a little bit more of a build up, a little bit more of maybe some putting some, some more science behind it, and uh, that's okay though. One 0 loss isn't the end of the world. It's only the first game, so you could kind of re, you know, kind of re, put your feet in the ground a little bit. Say, okay, listen, I lost my first game, lost my second game. That's It's not over. <laughs> I mean, there's been teams that have lost just, what, one game, and to them, that's a, it throws off their whole season. It puts them behind. And I'll talk about that with some of the D1 guys. It puts you on the back foot. Put yourself, dig, draw a line. Don't let yourself go past that again mentally. And I think that's what some of these managers are going to have to realize. This is just the first month. Right, I mean, if even if you go zero and six, you could you're gonna get another chance. And obviously, the the game amount for D two is a little bit more hectic, but it doesn't change the fact that it was a one 0 loss. It's not it's not that bad for Leon. You know, and Jalant again having more shots, he had fourteen, but Leon had the possession. So if there's something that's to be seen there is that, uh, you know, Jalant's team was able to get a Benfica was able to get a goal when the uh, the run of the game was mainly for them to go on the counter and try and hit there. And it, it yes, it worked this time. Does it always work? No. There's some teams in D1 that do that very well, and that's why they stay up there. Uh, but Benfica is going to need to continuously do this, uh, and even if they're playing off the back foot when they don't uh, uh, of not having the ball. It doesn't mean when you get the ball you can't make something happen. And if that's Jalant's way of going up and attacking and building up the play, there's nothing wrong with that. We've seen it work. Uh, on both levels, and if it helps you move up, it helps you move up. So big three points to Benfica there. The next result was Celtic and Leon again, another 1-0. The, uh, there was a goal of the month uh, candidate in that uh, in that game. So Celtic getting it done defensively. I talked about how Dre has that ability to play defense. He obviously added a better goalkeeper to his team. Um, 
and is gonna is knows that spending the money on defense is something worth it to him. And he proved that. Listen, he got the goal. It was a great goal, but he got the clean sheet, more importantly. That's something that you're going to have to watch out for with Celtic. I think they're going to definitely consistently be clean sheet artists. And for Leon again, like I had said, if you lose your first two games 1-0, to I wouldn't be feeling that bad. It's frustrating not to score, but you're playing two teams that are favorites to move up. Uh, maybe this is where it shows you where you're at. Maybe you need a couple more players, and uh, you could take advantage of maybe that midseason window if you get one, if we get one. And even if we don't, it gives you a chance to know, okay, what are these guys doing that I'm not doing? And you could take advantage of that uh, in the sense that you can learn from, from your failures and maybe use that to move up in the future, or maybe even uh, by the end of this year. And then the last of the D2 games, I think for right now, it was Benfica 4, Manchester City 3. We saw a ridiculous 2-0 early lead for Man City and Benfica coming all the way back to complete that comeback. I will say this about Manchester City, just by looking at the stats, these teams are even. If Mike wants to be in the promotion fight, he has the team to do it. He has to put it together, though, and make it happen. He does not, for the first time, lack talent to go up. You know, he's not building an all-American team or all, you know, he's not... He's just trying to build the best team he can, and so far it started off really well. Uh, he's able to score the goals, right? He got off to a 2-0 lead. He kind of lost concentration. Probably didn't expect to get that ahead that quickly, but that's okay. It's a, it's a time to learn your lesson. Obviously, even Jalant, in his little mini-interview with me, thought that it was... He knew he made mistakes as well. But he did give credit to, to to Mike saying, listen, he got ahead. He jumped out. He came at me. And if Mike wants to keep winning games, he's got to continue to do that. Go for the game early. If you can get an early goal, play defense. Now, maybe that's not something Mike needs to do. Maybe Mike needs to continuously press. Either way, that was probably one of the better games to start the season that I've seen. That's a way to do it. 4-3 uh, little shootout. Benfica now with six points on their first day of playing games. That's not a bad way to start. Did lose one, but guess what? Six points is always nice out of three games. It's a small division this year. you got to take advantage of whatever points you can get. And if you're trying to move up, obviously any win is important. You know, and if you're Mike, also, before I move on to the D1 guys, having a midfield of Wijnaldum, uh, Torgan Hazard is, is going to be great whether Bale comes down from the striker position or not and will play on the right or left-hand side. There's flexibility there, and uh, if, like I said, if Mike wants to be promoted, he's going to have to learn how to get this team into the right formation. Uh, as far as Benfica, like I said, get points, keep going up. That's your goal is to get promoted. doesn't matter how you do it, just get it done. And, uh, yeah, that's my roundup for the D2 guys. Take a little quick break, and we'll come back with the D1 uh, kind of round up. I may, I am going to comment, of course, on the Sunday showcase with stuff that the managers had, you know, said to me. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, guys. So now, time for the D one roundup. In that first game, we had Houston taking on Spurs. Houston was able to take it four to three. We saw those veteran back lines battling it out. Neither one was able to stop the attack. Obviously, it came down to an own goal. Lukaku grabbing a hat-trick, though. Kane with two goals. New boy Dembele for Spurs gets one as well. Three different assist men for Houston. That's a sign that AG needs to take into his future games. And he did have a result that I will talk about in a bit that didn't quite go his way. 
but that he needs to uh, needs to stick with it because it's not the end of the world when it comes to losing one game. Uh, as far as Spurs go, I tried. I talked to both managers after the game. You know, Aaron was very upset. He didn't feel like Lukaku would be able to do that again. He said he kind of played out of his mind in that game. Uh, but both teams need to switch up their defensive, uh, you know, philosophies. This is not the way you want to start the season. You know, there's been times where you know you're going to have to shoot it out because your defense is terrible. Uh, maybe that's what these two teams are going to need to do in the future, but it's not something that you can live by in this league. And unless they both don't want to see D2, they need to restructure those defenses and change formations because uh, th this was an, a massive shootout. Uh, you know, Erickson getting two assists with Royce, that's something if I'm Spurs I want to see. But just like with Houston, you could have all these guys scoring goals, but if you're not keeping them out, especially against these top teams who can defend you, uh, once the goals go away for you, these guys are going to be putting them in, so you got to decide which one's more important. Uh, and we'll see how these two develop their teams as they go along here. Second result, uh, America 3, Porto 0. A team that is trying to reach for the top four again and get a consistency up there in, in America, just getting their season started off right. Porto, this was always going to be a tough game. You know, the style in which Porto likes to play uh, doesn't really match well with that speed and finesse that uh, America likes to play with unless you're able to slow them down. If you can't slow them down, it just doesn't end well. Nicolas Pepe, who is in real life a hot commodity, getting two goals. And that's something that Serge wants to continue with that guy. He's been able to be really consistent with him. He may be a really important player down the line uh, for Serge. So a good three points. I wouldn't say an easy three points, but you can get it as you can. Uh, anytime you can in D1, that's great. As far as Porto goes, just because you didn't score doesn't mean it's the end of the world. This is a very tough team. I think you could recognize that. I wouldn't read anything too much into one game. Uh, at the end of the month, obviously, if you haven't captured at least one or two victories, I would seriously take a look at the way this team's structured. But it's just one game. The first game, either you have a ton of energy or you're extremely nervous. It goes both ways. So, like I said, I wouldn't read too much into that one. The uh, third result that I was wanted, wanted to talk about was another Houston game uh, against Barcelona. Barcelona winning 4-1. to one. Barcelona looks like a mid-table team to me going into the season. They showed that they can at least <clears throat> outrun the lower teams. So that if they can do that, if they could outrun those lower teams, that'll always be a good thing. You want to get results against teams that, in your opinion, you know you could beat. Like I said with AG, he's going to have to figure some things out with that back line. He knows it, though, so at least he could. he's willing to recognize, okay, this is not my the best defense I could put together. Mid-season, definitely, I'm going to expect changes from that. As far as Barcelona go, they're still running that 4-4-2 with Moise Keane and Havertz. We're seeing that. Ankel Kareb able to get forward and get two goals. These things are important. If you want to continuously win games, just have a diversity of guys who are scoring, guys who are getting assists. That way it's harder to stop you because there's so many different guys to stop. There is only one ball, but... When multiple guys are, are in form, this is what helps you get forward. This is a good start for Barcelona. Houston, yeah, all right, you're not superhuman. You lost your first game. You move on. Simple as that. One thing I'll say out of this game is if you're Houston, the scoreline doesn't reflect the effort that you put into this game. You had both the same amount of shots. 
you just had less of yours on. You had seven for Houston on target, 12 for Barcelona. So Barcelona pounded the goal. If you're Houston, that's maybe something you take into account. Like, hey, yeah, I can't defend. Maybe I need to be more efficient on the offensive end if I want to stay up. On to the next game. Ironic that you win a game 4-1 and then lose 1-4-1. But Lyon showed their class against Barcelona, showing everyone, hey, I'm still the one of the top teams in the league. I'm the defending champion. Yes, you got a 4-1 win. I'm going to take this from you. Messi scoring twice. Uh, important that you get your best player going early. And you look at the shots and shots on target versus, right, 12-10 and 10 for Lyon. And you saw that efficiency in the scoreline because the possession wasn't that great of a difference. I think it was, what, 52-48. to 48. Very tight possession. So once again, Santi just doing it with open play, just feeding passes as best as he can. He's not. He's just going forward and being direct. Uh, can he do that against the better teams? We'll see. Uh, not that Barcelona isn't, but they are ex- unexperienced in D1, and we saw that. If you're, if you're Evan, you're going to have to start looking at your team and be like, all right, listen, I can't maybe compete with these guys right now. Maybe you should have maybe should have gone into the game a little bit more conservative. But uh, can't be mad at someone who just won four one to to you know not have confidence. So I get that. And obviously D one is harder. You know as as we see the results go in, you'll see why when I did the league preview, I kind of tiered off teams because that's what D one is kind of like. You have the tier one guys, the top five, top four. You know tier two, five to ten, maybe even the eleventh guy gets in there. You know three, and then. Those guys are just outside the you know the you know the relegation zone, uh, in the fourth tier that may be in that playoff area, and then those the bottom five. So it's unfortunate, but that's the way D one has always ended up being. There's just a tier of talent, you know, that goes along the way, and whether it's because you're a good FIFA player or because your team's really good, that's what kind of separates it. But it makes it fun. I I don't know if anyone recognizes that. I enjoy that part about you know watching your guys' games and uh, and that's something I I can't wait to see. Now onto the Sunday showcase. I I asked a few managers what they thought about each other. So I asked Club America what they thought about Kashima and I asked Kashima about Club America. And they actually got back to me in time before I did this podcast. The other managers have yet to hit me up because I haven't asked them yet. I will ask them later today, and I'll have that ready for the next podcast I do as we go in to the showcase. And if anything, I will talk about that and what they thought about each other versus after the game. So, you know, Kashima recognizing that they are the underdog. They are. They're coming off a 10th place season. Surge coming off third in my opinion, these are two teams, though, that are just these are upper echelon. The way I had stacked them in my league preview is that I expect Ryan to finish higher than America does. So far, America showing that they could beat the lower teams. Something that's important if you want to finish really high in the league is to make sure that you treat every every team the same and you just try and go out there and get three points. You know, Ryan recognized very quickly that this is a top opponent. You can't not take him seriously. And if for a moment you give him an inch, he's going to take a mile. And that's just me rephrasing. But it's important to understand that a manager recognizing that, even before the first game of the season for him, that's the mentality that's going to have to be changed, right, for Kashima to keep to go up. because, Or, excuse me, to, yeah, to go up from 10th from last year, right? Ryan, whether he was the commissioner or not, he would still have that pressure of, 
all right, can you compete with the top guys? That's what we want to see you do. And if potentially his mindset is right, this game between him and Surge will be more than just a top four preview. It could be a league title race preview because we don't have much of a you know, scope on who's going to do what. We know what Leon and Chelsea are going to bring. We don't know just yet what Roman we're going to see. Uh, and we don't know what we're going to see from Wolves, Ryan, and Club America, and even Liverpool, I would say, are those top teams that we could have an eight-team race or we can have a two-team race again. So that's... Based on their consistency, that's where we can end up landing. But I think this game's going to give us a tell-all about more about Kashima than I think America. But Ryan recognizing that his opponent is more than is a, a massive threat to what he wants to accomplish is important. Yes, he is the underdog. We did talk a little bit about that, you know, and there is an underdog sense to Ryan, and he may want that. He may be something that he clamors to. But if you finish top 10 in D1, I still don't feel like you're an underdog when you've done important things in this league and you've been able to win things in this league. I don't count you out because you had two bad league seasons and I let Ryan know that. I don't think that having two bad seasons makes you a terrible FIFA player. Maybe you're not putting it together consistently. Maybe there's not that much desire. But this is going to be a clash of titans and I can't wait to see this one on Sunday. And Serge kind of reiterating, uh, you know, reiterating that, uh, what Ryan had said about him, he knows that his opponent is intelligent and they're very, very worthy of putting runs together throughout the season. And Serge, I think, recognizes that, hey, I don't want to be that first loss. Uh, I don't want to pick up my first loss to a team I know that's in my way. And you saw what Serge did to Porto. Porto's a sleeping giant, if anything like that. He could, you know, score goals, but Serge put him down. I like that result, and I think it's going to help Serge go into this game. Now, dealing with Zimbabwe is one thing, but dealing with Hazard and Neymar, Ryan, I think, has something up his sleeve. I did pick, I believe, a 2-1 result in this one. I think it's going to be tight either way. I think both these teams know that everyone's going to be watching them, so the not only will the post-match talk be interesting but i think the game itself that's it's going to add because there's the hype is building towards that and we all know that's the big one of the bigger games that we're going to see because if you look at the other two games the other four the other three teams out of those two games haven't really proven themselves yet chelsea obviously they they won the first title of the season but if i'm looking at lafc and that and their matchup lafc and edison hasn't proven themselves just yet uh, yeah, it's a preseason tournament, but more so in the league. And that's going to be a fun game as well. Um, but yeah, we're all, all our heads are going to be facing towards that massive game that's coming. I will gladly do a post-match interview. Kind of like the thing I just did with Jalan, where it's like, you just send me the reply, I'll send you the questions, and you just voice send it back. That's something I want to try and do, because it gives us a... It makes it feel like we're talking on radio or something like that, or I have like a legit show. So, guys, I encourage you to do that if I get the chance to ask you. Um, I do have a couple managers lined up on to come up on here, but if you beat them too and you're more available earlier, uh, I will gladly put you on here. And uh, simple as that. We can get on here and talk for a few minutes. I could send you the audio of it, and if you hate it, we won't have to do it. Or, you know... You know, we'll see what happens. It's not rocket science. 
Uh, look for the next podcast more than likely on Monday. For you D2 guys, I'm sorry, I haven't not had the chance to sit down and really like scope it, scope your season up yet. Uh, but very easily, I I mentioned in the in the D2 part of this podcast, those teams, Benfica, PSG, Celtic, Man City are the ones to watch. I would even throw young boys in there as well as the teams to pay attention to because the D2 race is very small because of the amount of teams and it's going to heat up fast because teams are going to need to beat each other in order to get the automatic spots because th- those are the ones that you want to have. They're guaranteed and it's going to be fun to watch those teams claw and tooth their way past each other uh, to get that D1 money. You saw how much that payout is. $35 million and you go up. That's that's a boost. For the D1 guys, we're going to see a bit of a struggle, I think, this year between the bottom half uh, and them fighting each other. Those games are going to turn out to be more important in the relegation battle, <clears throat> which is obvious. But it could even affect how these guys look at, how, you know, if you're competing for the league title. You know, there's going to be two different things. You're trying to avoid being relegated, and you know you got to get points versus these teams that know they're going to have to get points to compete for the league or maybe even a top four spot. And it's going to make things really interesting as we go further into the season. Obviously, that'll be something that gets talked about later in the months. This is literally just a few days into the season. I can't wait. On Monday, I'll wrap up the weekend results and everything that happened there. And that's pretty much it. As for now, guys, have a wonderful afternoon. Enjoy this weekend. Get your games in. Don't be that asshole that quits or that gets kicked out of the league in the first month or at all. And I'll see, and you guys will hear from me on Monday. If you have any feedback for the podcast, um, besides my random stuttering, go to San Pedro FIFA League on Instagram. It's exactly how it sounds, is how it's spelled. Uh, go to my Instagram at George William Teller if you would like to say anything towards me specifically. And yeah, that's it, guys. If you have anything else you would like to say, even you want to open up about things about the league that you think the league should change. I would like to hear about it as well. That's something I haven't really, I'm unsure if I want to bring that to the podcast. I feel like guys have always will have issues with something uh, because they're not in control of everything, but regardless, just send it in. I'll go from there. I'll see if I want to post it. Guys, keep the voice messages coming. I love that. Shout out to Jalant once more for being awesome and getting that done. You guys have a wonderful afternoon. Bye.